This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chapter Tactics, your 40k podcast, which focuses on playing Warhammer 40k competitively at all levels of the game. I'm your host, Petey Pop, and today with me, I have Frankie. Hello, everybody. The world's greatest 40k player. Yes, sir. And the reason why I brought the world's, 40, the world's greatest 40k player is because today we are going to review the Wrath of Magnus book. Specifically, we're going to be talking about how it shakes up the meta and what you are expected to see in tournaments. Um, so you're not, you know, completely caught off guard. And if you want to maybe build some lists out of this book, I do have one list that I made myself in here. Um, I think it's pretty good. And I think there's a lot of good, solid stuff in this book. Frankie? Yeah, yeah no, I totally agree. This book's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to shake up the meta a little bit. And I'm pretty sure 90% of 40k players have a Chaos Army that they've been dying to get out. So Something hopefully like they can add Magnus to that and throw him on the table. It's yeah. It's going to be fun. I think, I think other than Space Marines, Chaos are the biggest, second biggest faction. Definitely, I think so. All right. But before we go on to do that, let's go into the tournament news. We don't have a lot of tournaments coming up. It's, uh, we're winding down on ter- the tournament season, which means I probably won't have a tournament for you guys next week. Um, but that's okay. This last weekend, we had one big tournament, and it concerns all of us here in the office in particular because of the name. Tournament Canadians training to take over the LVO oh, no. happened this weekend, and I have the results, and they are terrifying. So it was a six-round full LVO tournament in Canada. There were some, there were a lot of quality players, and there were a couple good lists. Basically, these, basically, this is their LVO prep tournament, and the winner of the tournament was Dan Platt, who is actually I think number five in the ITC right now. Uh, so Dan Platt, he won with his demons, and I do have his list. And then the other two lists that went five and one were Frederick and Ricky's Tau lists. Uh, they, they're, I don't want to take anything away from their lists. Their lists are good. Um, but if I were to tell you what their lists were, you would just br- uh, break it down to Taudar. Um, they, they, you know, they, they ran Tau. Uh, Frederick ran a Farsight Enclave's Cad with an Ivara, um, some, some troops a Storm Surge, and a Riptide Wing, and an Eldar Cad with all the usual suspects, Wind Riders, Farseer on a bike. And then Ricky uh, ran a similar list of Federicks, except instead of the Ivara, he took two Sky Rays, a Riptide Wing, a Storm Surge, and the Eldar Cad again. But I think he took, uh, I think he took in his Eldar, I think he took a Council, Seer Council. Oh, really? I don't think it was actually an Eldar Cad. Fair enough. No, I mean, uh, Eldar are extremely good, and especially in the hands of a great player. So Yeah, uh, so we had two Taudar lists, um, predominantly Tau, in their top three. And then the winner, Dan Platt, he had a Cyclopia Cabal, basically one of those uh, dual Death Star Chaos formations. It was a Cabal Star with the works, except one one of the sorcerers has a jump pack instead of a bike. Oh. Imagine that's points efficient. I do that too as well. Fancy. Yeah, maybe maybe he just wants to take advantage of that GWFAQ ability <laughs> to re-roll the charge, which actually isn't terrible. No. Uh, you just put that jump pack guy up front, 
and then boom, you get reroll your charges. Uh, he has the Burning Skyos formation with all Screamers, Min out, and then a Herald of Zinch, level 3 on a disc with the Grimoire, most likely. And then a KDK Allied Detachment with 14 Hounds, 8 Cultists, and a Chaos Lord on a bike. Sounds so, like a pretty solid list. Yeah, so so he has, so he's kind of kind of like a, a the Herald, I imagine, joins some Screamers and then gives the the uh, Chaos Sorcerers in their dogs the Grimoire, mm-hmm. I imagine, and then you can maybe also put them in the Screamers if you want. So he kind of, it's, it's, I was actually wrong. It's actually two Death Stars. It's kind of like one Death Star <laughs> and then a whole shit ton of Screamers that can then become a Death Star later on. They form the up. They're like Transformers. Right, right. Not it's Transformers, like Power Rangers, I like guess. Like Power Rangers. They turn into one giant Power Ranger Power Screamer robot. and then they punch the opponent in the face. <laughs> Get him. Yeah. That, but so that's the, those are the lists. Uh, Dan Platt, congratulations for winning. Um, hopefully you can repeat that success in the LVO. I'm actually just kidding. I'm hoping American wins this year. Uh, <laughs> or, I'm sorry, next year. Uh, 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 but Dan Platt, honestly, you are, I think, like I said, fifth in the ITC. I might, might be wrong. I watched Signals today. We, we recorded it. We're recording this right after Signals. So dun, I dun, feel dun. like I should know this. He's in the top ten. He's in the top ten for <laughs> sure. <laughs> but so, at any rate... Um, on to the main topic, the Wrath of Magnus tactical overview. Uh, Frankie, yes. what were your original first thoughts on just about hearing the book and just kind of thumbing through it? First thing. Well, when I first heard it, I was like, these are going to be terrible. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, as, me as a Chaos player, I've been let down more times oh, than no. I can even count on one, one hand. So, uh, yeah, I, was not, I didn't have high hopes. But after thumbing through it and stuff, it actually looks pretty solid. And, I mean, everybody's going to be playing this just because Magnus. Magnus looks so freaking awesome. He's got great rules, and it's a beautiful model. Oh, yeah. A Magnus lot of the models great. that they're actually releasing with this book are amazing. Oh, yeah. They're, they're great. The occult yeah. Terminators look awesome. Yep. Uh, yep. The rules, you know, they're Terminators. They're strong. Um, they do a lot of cool things, but they're also kind of expensive. Yeah. So competitive-wise, it might not be the best, but the look looking wise i think terminators in general are some of the best looking models gw has yeah i totally agree and um we can't go into all of the details about what's in this book but we can give you guys a little brief overview all right i'm excited so so then first things first uh some things you got to look out for that are coming out of this book uh magnus Yep, Definitely, you're going to see sure. him on the tabletops, and we'll talk a little bit about him, um, specifically some things that I think people necessarily are kind of glossing over, and then kind of my opinion on him. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're also going to see one specific relic um, that's pretty good. It's the Astral Grimoire. Yes. So we're definitely going to see Astral that. Astral Grimoire is pretty good. That, that, that is, uh, that is a, one of those relics kind of like the Hunter's Eye. Yeah. You will see it all over the place for Zinch players. Um, yeah, and you, then you know what's pretty cool though is like all of the relics are pretty pretty neat. Oh yeah, you yeah. can definitely use all of them. Oh yeah, they're they're great. the The chaos relics I haven't actually I don't actually remember any of them, but I think the best one is the I they're right here, aren't they? <laughs> we do <laughs> um, have. Them I think the best one is the astral grimoire. That's that's the one I think that's going to resonate the most. I do and like the name of Helm of the Third Eye. Helm of the Third Eye. Mm, that yeah. one if you use Slanesh. Yeah, there's a lot of people that like converting <laughs> Slanesh armies. Do you use Slanesh you conversion likes out there? One of you should make a uh, sorcerer, Slanesh sorcerer with the third eye. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And then I'll let you decide which head he's going to cover it with. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it, um, and then the finally, the last thing is you're going to see the horrors. Um, there is some controversy going on here, but we're kind of we're going to step away from that simply because the book has not been officially released yet, or I think it'll be released today. Um, so we're just kind of going to kind of gloss over the split role. But specifically, I want to talk about other things about the troops' choices in the Demon's book, specifically the Brimstone Horrors. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about those guys because let's say the split rule just didn't exist, hypothetically. So there's no controversy. We got this book. There's no split rule. Everything's fine and dandy. The Brimstone Horrors would still be one of the best, if not the best, troops choice in the 40K right now. Totally so agree. Yep. We're going to talk about them. And uh, we're also going to talk about uh, where the Zinch faction place is where its places in the meta. Um, we're not going to talk about Chaos Demons because I feel like we already know where their place in the meta is. And if you don't know, um, look up Dan Platt. Look, <laughs> up, look up the listy one with the... with um, uh, at the, the I, I, I can't... Or... I'm trying to think of the acronym for Canadians trying to take over the LVO. C-T-T. T. Lots of T's over. LVO. Yeah, I don't know. A lot. <laughs> C, quadruple T, LVO. Um, uh, but, but basically... The demons are, I feel like their place in the meta is pretty established. So we're going to talk about the Zinch and what it means for the Chaos Space Marine faction, um, both at the local level, at your friendly local gaming store, and at the highest level of play. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, that's going to be it. So let's jump into the Zinch faction in the meta. Yeah. Um, so the first thing you want to take away from this book is the, they get access to two Librarius Conclave-style formations yeah uh which if you if you were reading about the cabal star if you're if you're aware of the tournament scene the cabal star basically uh skyrocketed the chaos space marine faction into relevancy i know i know it's just a couple sorcerers um and i know it's not the entire case chaos space marine faction but hear me out before i don't think people were taking anything other than cultists and maybe bellicor yeah, and then you'd have some hell drakes. And Maybe hell drakes. That was it, <laughs> right? So, but the the so. Cyclopea Cabal um, made uh, sorcerers, which you never saw. Nope. You never saw chaos sorcerers. It made chaos sorcerers relevant just with a formation that allowed them to be taken in three to five unit, a unit of three to five, or one or, or three. I think the minimum is three. It yep. Doesn't matter. And the the rule itself isn't that powerful. The ability to make another unit shoot. One of your opponent's units shoot. It's not actually amazingly strong. I think the Librarius Conclave special rule is better. Um, but the point is, is that it gave you access to models outside of a force org um, with a troops tax. Yep. And so that's what happened here with the Chaos Space Marines, the Zinch guys, um, with the Aramon formation and the formation that's just sorcerers. Yeah, they have uh, they have access to a lot of sorcerers in this book. Yes. Um, and the new models they're releasing are pretty amazing. They so are. You'll definitely see them. Uh, I especially like the Sorcerer in the Thousand Suns unit. That model is sick. But uh, like you're saying, yeah, they have uh, easy access to basically the Cabal. And they actually can take the Cabal, I believe, right? No. Uh, yeah, no. they can. So, so here's the other cool thing about this book. Um, the Zinch faction works like um, Space Marine factions uh, in terms of a chapter tactic steal. So they still count as Chaos Space Marines, the faction, um, but there's Thousand Suns, so they're kind of like a sub-faction. And so you can take, like, Thousand Sun Cultists. You just have to take them with the Mark of Zinch. Yep. Um, and then you, I think there's a couple more restrictions in there as well. Um, so you can take, like, a Thousand Suns detachment and then 
they get basically for free Veterans of the Long War and other rules like the Space Marine chapter tactics, which is I think is really cool and it sets a cool precedent um, for the future. You know, there is that that Legion supplement that's that's you know on that was on the community mm-hmm. side. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it sets a pretty cool precedent. But you can take a Zinch Thousand Suns Cyclopia Cabal, um, and then they would get the Thousand Suns. Special rules. Special rules, yeah. Right, so they would get like the plus one invuln, I think. Uh, I think they get, yeah, they get that special blessing rule to where they gain. They get this. The models in this arm or in this army are very resilient. They can get yes. up to like a three plus invo save yeah. really easily. Yeah. So. And if you, if you shell out points, you get the reroll ones, which yeah, makes they do have like quite a few little each. detachments and stuff. They give them reroll ones, um, but those detachments are very expensive. You end up, yes. That's basically your entire army. Yeah, if you're if you're spending, if you're buying nine units of Terminators of, <laughs> yeah. of any army, exactly. Um, you, that's your army right yep. there. Yep. Uh, so uh, that I think the the sorcerers are really strong. Like Frankie said, there's tons of them. Um, Zangors are really good. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. They're they're basically slightly more expensive, better guardsmen. Uh, but the, you get you get access to Zangors. Zangors are really good. The Zangor formation is really strong. Uh, it just makes your Zangors more efficient, makes them easier to get in close combat, and then it's also one of the easiest formations to unlock the reroll ones ability, um, which which is very critical, especially for a unit like Zangors. You know, just giving them that extra little oomph to make them survive longer, yeah, uh, is really good. So, and then of course Magnus. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Magnus. We, we completely forgot about him. Who's he? He completely. If if the if you were to tier the Zinch faction in the 40k world before, I think you'd probably put it below Necrons, but like slightly below Necrons. Yeah. Maybe especially because Necrons have fallen out of favor a little in the meta. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. Um, but with Magnus, I think they're better than Necrons. For sure. Magnus is just so cool, and he's a really good. It's funny to see people saying that he's not very good because he is very expensive. Right. And I'm just, I just shake my head. So, so here's the deal. There's, there's two. I'm kind of torn between Magnus because I feel like he's actually perfectly balanced. Yeah. Like I feel like he's not crazy over centralizing. He's cool. He's a demon primarch, but he's also not, you know, you know, oh, he's not, you know, he's not amazing. ultimate oh, domination. Right. right ultimate. Like that, yeah. He's, he's kind of in the middle. And um, if you think about it, he's actually a little more points than a supremacy suit. Yeah. Um, which mm-hmm. I think says less to, to about him and, <laughs> and more, more about, about the, the supremacy, supremacy suit. suit. Um, yeah. So just remember, totally guys, uh, when you see a Magnus, the red model, and a supremacy suit model, and they're duking it out, and the supremacy suit model blows up Magnus, just remember, they're about the same points cost. So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, but, <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, I feel like he's a really balanced unit. He can potentially... If you have a good psychic phase, and if you really build around him, he could potentially wipe out three or four or five units a turn. Yeah, no, um, he's a he's a gunboat. Right, right, which is which is good, um, and he comes with his own natural resiliency, but he's not he doesn't come with if you take him by himself, he doesn't come with a way to get that two plus rerolling ones. Nope, no, nope, um, definitely not. So, and he's not he doesn't have the mark of Zinch rule. That's uh-huh. that's actually very critical. So he doesn't get that plus one invuln when you cast blessings on him. Yeah. However, he is a demon of Zinch. Ooh. So, so he gets he the could get ones, the grimoire, and he could get the grimoire, which is <laughs> which is um, something you guys want to look out for. I realized Dumb it a grimoire. couple days ago. Yeah. Holy shit! So so um, Magnus, you can get a two plus rerolling ones. Although in the ITC, uh, two plus rerolling ones is actually worse than a three plus rerolling ones. Um, but he, there's no way, no, right? No, because it's, it's a two plus four no. plus. 
The, the no? two plus with a reroll to a four plus is actually better. Oh, it's slightly better. Yes. Right? It's the, only slightly better. Well, because a yes. three plus plus rerolling ones is is basically a two plus mathematically. Yeah. But it's uh, the two plus rerolling ones is the best save in the game, oh, except for a two up. Uh, yeah. Three so, up or something. But, but he is, he, with the Grimoire, he's nerfed a little nice. Easy. Yes, correct. Yeah. I, I, sorry, guys, I failed math in high school. <laughs> and then I went Take ahead that. and yeah. beat my high school math grade with a uh, failed math in college grade. Um, so, so sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so he doesn't get access to a three plus plus rerolling ones. Mm -hmm. um, he also doesn't get to cast any more powers. Though he does get access to all the change and all the Zinch powers, which is really strong. He can summon a chariot, uh, which is, I think, the best thing he can summon. Yeah. Um, I think he also gets to summon flamers, which are... Mm, it's all right. Uh, then he also gets the Gaze of Magnus, the 18-inch D-beam, yeah. which is what everyone is going to be talking about. Um, and no sorcerers cannot roll for it. Um, <laughs> that would be no, really there's funny. No way, there's no way for them to get the Gaze of... Magnus, I believe there might be a relic that gives it to them. Perhaps, I yeah. think. No, no, then no. No, there's no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, so Reese is talking to us outside. He's saying you can get a three plus rerolling ones, um, but Reese wasn't listening. He doesn't have the mark of Zinch, so he, he doesn't have. Does he have veterans of Longmore? Yeah, he should he have veterans of Longmore. Yeah, does have veterans. Oh, well then he does get plus one. Never mind. He, the Mark of Zinch just gives him the plus one invuln, right? Yes. Ah, correct. He has veterans in long war, which lets him. All he has to do is cast fours, and he gets a three up Oh, well then, excuse me. Either way, that's still. So it makes him really resilient. Um, so he gets a. He's, all he has to do is cast force on himself, like Reese said. Uh, thank you, Reese, for rescuing me. Um, <laughs> Reece, Saving you from the right. brutal comments. Uh, but yeah, he does have veterans of the long war, which means that if you cast a blessing, he gets plus one. Or reroll one, sorry. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. His invul save is increased by one, sorry. His invul save, which, yeah. which means then the Demon of Zinch will let him reroll those one. Correct. So that's still really good. Um, and then for those of you guys who haven't checked it out yet on the Frontline Gaming blog, Reese and I do have articles up there reviewing the book. Uh, for the uh, Reese took over the units and the relics and basically everything, and I got the formations and detachments, Boom. which explains why I know the formations better than he does, but why he knows <laughs> he the rest knows of the rules. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what we focused on. That's okay. Uh, this book, this book looks cool, and I'm glad they brought Magnus out, and I'm glad they made him as balanced as he is. I know he's really strong, but he is a primarch. Yeah, no, I mean all. he should be really strong. He's but I think, points. like you said, I think he's actually really fairly balanced. Yeah. and and you can't just—he's not an auto take. Nope, he's definitely uh, not an auto take. The only reason that he would be an auto take is because his model is amazing. Yes, and if you don't mm -hmm. put it on the table, you should. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're going to talk about the horrors next. Yeah, um, the fun horrors. Right, right. And uh, first, first off, uh, about the split roll. Uh, guys, I I highly suggest you guys try the split roll out as soon as you can on your own time with your buddies and then let us know and ba basically I want everyone to take a look at the split roll yeah. and play the split roll and just just get your opinions on it um, I obviously I have my own personal opinions about the split roll and uh, that's different from Frankie and from Reese and from anyone else I and mean, we all have different opinions on it and how it should be handled though I think we can all come to the agreement that it is a powerful strong roll it is extremely powerful um, yes and it's it's 
I think unheard of. I don't think there's been a rule, not as far as I've been playing 40K, but mm-hmm. there, there's been a rule like it. No, I don't think uh, so. No. So, so th- what that means for uh, competitive players and for tournament players or for players playing in ITC events in the future going forward, uh, the split rule will affect you in one way or another. Um, whether it gets changed or whether it stays the same, doesn't matter. It's a powerful rule and um, it should, you should definitely be aware of it. So I'm not going to beat that horse to death. You can already go online and go into one of the many comment sections yeah. or articles and discuss it there. Uh, so I'm not. I'm kind of going to stay away from it, uh, <laughs> just because I want to focus on things that are actually that we actually know about for sure in the meta and in the tournament scene. Yeah, like uh, blue horrors and brimstone horrors, like, which are extremely cheap. Yes. <laughs> so blue horrors. Uh, how many points are they, Frankie? Yeah, 50, fifty points. points. So you get fifty points time. for ten. At yeah. five points a model. Mm-hmm. That's that's really good already, and they're they're essentially. Pink horrors. I think their toughness is one less. Yep, their uh, toughness is one less. Their strength is one less, and that's it. Right, but pink horrors weren't exactly known for their durability and strength. No. <laughs> so you you start. So the blue horrors don't only have one wound. So being doubled out by bolters doesn't really matter. Um, they're getting wounded on twos, but their are their natural inborn save is actually pretty good, especially with when you take the rerolling failed saves of one into account. Yeah. Um, when you're in ruins and when you start factoring in cover saves, night fighting, going to ground. Yep. And well, the, the funny thing is, is for their cost, you can get almost twice as many of them than pink horrors. And they're only, they're resilient, like their save is just as good. But yeah, they, they take more wounds due to their lower toughness, but you get twice as many guys. So yeah. I don't think it's really that big of a difference. For, for 10 points more than pink horrors, you're doubling your wounds count, doubling your mastery level, yeah. and that's that's crazy. Now, speaking of crazy, let's go to Brimstone Horrors. Boom, baby. Very next page. And you know what? They're a third of the price of <laughs> for, pink horrors. For horrors. the same price as pink horrors, you get not 30 wounds, uh, 60 wounds. Because yep. they're two wounds each. So you yep. get 60 wounds. Granted, everything with a strength value doubles you out in the game. Out. They are low toughness. L- low, low toughness. <laughs> um, but do you know what doesn't double them out? Perils of the Warp tests. Yep. When they lose wounds from Perils of the Warp. That's true. Uh, you know what else doesn't double them out? Dark Eldar. Oh, poor Frankie. You played the sad Dark Eldar. (laughs) I I don't even want to play the world's smallest violin. It actually is really sad. Because it's really sad. (laughs) If you can't, if you if you can't, if you're not gonna cry, you can laugh. Yeah. Right. That's Um, all you can do. So so Brimstone Horrors. uh, We're gonna focus on them because I think they are one of the best, if not the best, troops choice in the game. Um, Wind Riders are still arguably the best, and I'm not going to dispute you if you say they are the best. Yeah. Uh, but Brimstone Horrors, let's look at this. Go ahead and rewind and look at them in a vacuum. So 30 points for Brimstone Horrors. Uh, they come with a T1 two wound model, mm-hmm. and it has one mastery level. Granted, you can only roll and change. Yep. So you can't summon things with them, mm-hmm. uh, which which actually helps out a lot. Uh, but if you go to the change page, I believe there is. Uh, so good powers in there. I think they have access to a D beam or not a D beam, a D attack. Oh, let's go to the chain, the new change page. I don't know where that is. It should be in the back <laughs> of the book. Locusts. Well, well, Frankie's pulling that up. Uh, so, so they're not. So they don't get access to summoning. Um, they don't get access to invisibility or any of the really good, powerful powers um, from the book, especially with the Chaos Space Marine powers. Uh, but they still are mastery level one, which is important because they're a really cheap mastery level. Uh, currently, I think right now a pink herald, I think heralds uh, of Zinch are the cheapest mastery levels 
right now access to Chaos Demons at, I think, 30 points a level. Yeah. Um, I think it's 110 points, I think, for a uh, level 3 Herald on a disc. Uh, yeah, on a disc. But uh, I usually actually don't take them on discs. Yeah. Them uh, so, cheap. so they're they're the same uh, mastery level efficiency as Heralds of Zinch with 20 wounds. Um, and... <laughs> They, and they still have the same, arguably the same durability without the toughness. Um, Heralds of Zinch are T3, so they do get doubled up by a lot anyways. Um, and meanwhile, those Brimstone Horrors, because they're troop choices, they can also be obsec. Yeah. So you stick them on objectives anywhere. Um, you can deep strike them, and when they deep strike into places like terrain, you don't have to worry about the dangerous terrain test they take because they have, so they have wounds. two wounds each. <laughs> so you won't actually start losing models and bases until until they take they fail two dangerous terrain tests yeah um and on on top of that uh they're so cool looking yeah they are, two they little are dudes little like holding guys. hands i i really want to see uh, i don't normally advocate for converting unmasked but i do want to see some people like modeling them dancing that would be pretty fun you know just that like two brimstone horrors you know shaking around holding shaking hands it. or maybe two doing like the tango uh, that'd be kind of cool <laughs> they are pretty cool little models yeah, they're like Rawr! Uh, and they also in a really good formation the uh brimstone conflagration the conflagration. burning the burning conflagration is right next right on the next page from them the brimstone conflagration i was right <laughs> uh which lets uh, lets you take an exalted uh burning an exalted flamer of zinch mm -hmm. and three to nine brimstone horrors um it's a it's a the exalted flamer has makes you take dangerous train tests within a certain amount of inches of him, uh, which is which is okay. Um, but the coolest thing about this formation you sacrifice is the you can sacrifice them per, on a model by model basis. Yeah. Uh, so when in close combat, I think it's a, in your pre-combat step at the start of the sub phase. Fight sub phase. Yeah, yeah. Start the fight sub phase. So before you get to swing. Yep. Uh, you get to elect to sacrifice as many models as you want. Perfect. And then each model that you sacrifice does. Uh, D3 automatic strength 4 AP4 hits. That's so crazy. So, uh, and, and on each enemy unit locked in combat. On each enemy unit. So you could you could get this 10 man brimstone unit and charge an entire battle company. Yeah. And then just do D3 hits. And then you're in close combat, so those rhinos, you're hitting those rhinos in the rear armor. Yeah. Um, so why not? Uh, the cool thing about this formation that I like is it's only 270 points for 90 brimstone wars. <laughs> Uh, Jeez Louise. Which is hilarious. So, so you're spending 270 points for potentially uh, 90 D3 strength 4 AP4 wounds in close combat before bad. your opponents get to swing. Not bad. Um, I, would, I would definitely do that. It's, it's like the renegade zombie hordes, um, but instead the zombies blow up in your face. That's crazy. They just run. Like, rah, rah. And they're also a little more resilient than zombies. It's just a little bit. A little more. bit, yeah. Just a little bit more. The, feel, the zombies have feel no pain, so if they get a cover save, I think they're better. Yeah. If they don't have a cover save, Brimstone Horrors. They have five so, up, rerolling the ones. Actually, so, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, they're a Demon of Zinch, right? Actually, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, right there, boom. Boom, yeah, you're right. Demon of Zinch. Oh, and for demonic instability tests, you won't lose as many models if you fail by like three. That's only a base and a half instead of three bases yeah. for the pink horrors. Uh, and then the other thing that I want to know about Brimstone Horrors, before you guys go out and start buying those silver tower boxes, <laughs> which you can buy from Frontline Gaming for 20% off, Ooh, snap. Uh, is you can't take more than a unit of 10. That's the only downside. So you can't take units of 30 of them. Oh, darn. 
Yeah. So you just so, have to take more so you, you units can't, of ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which is good, fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can oh you can take up to uh, ten additional. So you can only take a unit of twenty, unfortunately. Oh, is it up to ten additional pink horns? Yeah. I actually like didn't said, see that. Additional. I wrote but, them off as you only get ten. Maybe that was because. We were talking about I don't know where so so you can take twenty yeah. so so double the two hundred and seventy to five hundred and forty points boom maximum and that's a hundred and eighty. That's if you take the maximum unit you don't even need you can to just take, take one extra guy yeah just at three points each. God, they're so <laughs> cheap. <laughs> um, uh. So you can't actually take an additional ten more. Thank you, Frankie, for checking that out. Yep. Um. So brimstone horse, I think that's that's where it's at. I think that's the coolest contribution to this book. Um, to the Chaos Demon side from this book. I don't think the split split role is the coolest contribution to the book. Uh, <laughs> um, not yet, anyways. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah. So Brimstone Horrors, I think that that's where they're at. And then outside of the Brimstone Horrors, there is another formation in there that's really good, the Herald's Anarchic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it's part of the list I made. Ooh. Uh, so Frankie... I made a list. Right. It's a chaos. It's a, it's a list based mostly off of the Wrath of Magnus book. Okay. Um, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it and to cut it to pieces because I, I'm a chaos demon okay. noob. So first off, there's this chaos space ring cad with a level one sorcerer with the mark of Zinch because it's a Zinch chaos space ring cad, the Thousand Suns specifically. Yes, um, you also have 25 points to kid him out however you want. Ooh, that sounds fancy. Uh, so I'll let you guys decide how you want to kit that sorcerer out. Uh, there's two Mark of Zinch cultist squads to yep. finish the CAD. And the reason why I have the CAD is because, hey, 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 Magnus, he's a Lord of War. <laughs> he's a Lord of War. So he's a Lord of War in that CAD. I also have the Omniscient Oracles formation, another really good formation for the demons. Uh, it's Fate Weaver and one to three Lords of Change. Yep. They get to reroll ones to hit, to wound, uh, and reroll failed psychic tests. I, I believe that's it. And they also get to reroll reserve rolls. It's not bad. And I think there's something else in there too Let's that I'm forgetting. They get to reroll any rolls of one when making psychic checks to hit or wound rolls. Yeah. In addition, you three roll reserves. Yeah, so that's it. So so they get essentially oh, preferred enemies. Oh, and they reroll the C's. That, that was the other point. That's pretty good. It's really good. Uh, and people are already taking Fate Weaver and One Lord of Change. Yeah. It's a very common thing that you see in Chaos Demon lists. Yep. Uh, so you're essentially giving the Lord of Change and Fate Weaver preferred enemy uh, when Fate Weaver is already a gunboat. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. When he's shooting at people, that's really strong. And then the ability to reroll your reserve rolls gives specifically that formation good manipulation for dealing with alpha strikes and for protecting models like Magnus and like Fate Weaver. Uh, so really strong. And I think Fate Weaver in the, in this would be my warlord um, just to build, just for the ability to reroll the Warp Storm table. Yeah, I think it'd be good. And then, man, you got some expensive characters in this. Yeah. Place, so, so I have so far I have Magnus, a Fate Weaver, and the Lord of Change. The Lord <laughs> of Change is, uh, of course, Max Mastery level, and uh, he has the Grimoire. It's a monster. So you know he can he can pass the Grimoire to whoever he wants. Yep, he's a giver. And then I have the Heralds Anarchic Formation, Jeez. which is three <laughs> level three Heralds on discs with the par- one with the Paradox. Wow. Uh, so so the idea behind this list is you your three gunboats magnus fate weaver and the lord of change uh fly around kill mm-hmm. everything they can summon <laughs> if they need to and or i guess uh, not magnus's case but the lord of change and fate weaver can summon if they need to 
Uh, and then you have the sorcerer who is just there. It's a simple tax tilt, so you can take Magnus. Yeah. And then the heralds anarchic generate, uh, and normally they would generate nine, but this time they would generate twelve because of the formation rule, which <laughs> lets you, which gives you one extra dice. So you would get a total of twelve, fifteen. 19, I can't do math right now. Like I said, uh, 24. 24 warp dice. So you get 24 warp dice uh, stock to do whatever you need to do with your gunboats. Uh, remember, Magnus is, is manifesting on twos, and Fate Weaver is rerolling ones, and so is Lord of Change. So you're already points efficient. And then you also have one Herald with the Paradox. And I was thinking about this. I think you can cut points to give another Herald the... Um, the portal glyph. The portal glyph, yeah. Because I think I think that might be. I was thinking about that. That might be better. You can cut portal glyph straight. You get extra warp charge. Right. For free. Right. <laughs> so so the idea with this list is that, like I said, the three gunboats fly around. Um, I generally don't want them to land, but they can if they have to. Uh, they fly around, kill things, uh, and then of course the heralds generate mastery levels. Uh, yeah. So Frankie, what do you think? Is there any? I think you have? that sounds like a fun list. Uh, it. It'd be a really cool looking list too. You'd have Magnus, and then he's got his two bros hanging out with him. Yes. And then you've got the little disc heralds running around. That's pretty good. I like it. I think that'd be a really fun list. I think it'd be solid. Um, your two gunboats, Fate Weaver and Magnus, are gonna be doing work. They and have the Lord to, yeah. of Changes there to just give them support or Grimoire, summon yeah, some things if he needs it. Maybe try and roll for invisibility as well. I was thinking or yeah. shrouded, shrouding. Yeah. No, I think it'd be really solid. Um, Plus, it'd be a really cool army to paint up. You only really have to paint three models. Well, plus all well, the things you plan on summoning. But yeah, <laughs> but, but, but yeah I, I think I think it's a good small formation. It's an easy buy for. It's an easy buy army. Yeah. It's eighteen hundred and fifty points, and you're only buying like thirty models, if that. Yeah. Thir thirty models, twenty from the two cultist squads, and then I think less Plus. than. I think like 26 models. Yeah. It's not a lot of models. <laughs> Less than 30. <laughs> um, but it still, it still has the impact of like a 40 or 50 model normal list because of the summoning you can do, yeah. just because of the sheer amount of durability. Um, For sure. The one thing I did I did kind of have, I kind of foresee having trouble with is it an against an Alpha Strike list mm -hmm. if they went first. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fate Weaver and Magnus are pretty resilient. The Lord mm -hmm. of Change, unfortunately, could get nuked pretty yes. quick. Yes. Um, but uh, Fate Weaver and Magnus are really resilient. I think they'd be okay against an Alpha Strike. So, so here's so if if against an Alpha Strike, the way I think I would play this list mm -hmm. um, is I would hopefully make them go second or have myself go first. And the reason for that is I would reserve reserves. Magnus, Fate Weaver, and the Lord of Change. And then stick the cultists in terrain on opposite sides of my deployment zone. Yeah. And then if I got the first movement, my heralds would go to four, all four corners, or all three corners. And then my sorcerer, who I would give like a bike or a disc or something, he would go to another corner or somewhere in the middle. And basically I would force my opponent to kill two units of cultists and the... Or the f the four independent characters who are single models, they can hide a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of force my opponent to like, haha, and then I get to reroll reserve rolls, so everyone comes in, um, usually, and then there you go. And then once they come on, yeah, you get things rolling. Yep. The rerolls to your reserves it makes it a very smart play, um, just because your army will be very hard to um, get line of sight to because you can hide behind walls and stuff yeah. really easily with the single models. Yeah, and Magnus has line of sight to everything. He sees with his all psychic powers. He sees what, everything. Like I just noticed that he has an eye in his hand. What is that? Have you seen that? That's that's what he sees everything with. It's interesting. It's his all-seeing eye, I guess. This is it is his third eye. <laughs> hey, hey. 
Boom. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he has. He just he also has horn nipples, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, you know. You know but if you're gonna go to battle, he's a wild card, man. Oh, definitely, he is. He's, he's definitely he's the wild card. card. Uh, he's, he's a p- pretty fabulous looking model too. He is. He's blinged out. He's got the the mane of hair. Yeah. On the back. Oh, he's fabulous. He's, oh, dude, he's rocking he's, it, dude. He's also got an eye um, as a belt on buckle, belt. Uh, which is a little little close to his crotch. It's like, Look into my eye. You're right. Like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. It's mesmerizing. <laughs> yeah. He's got the helmet of the third, third eye, eye for sure. Right uh, yeah, Magnus is. He's a gorgeous looking model. Um, and the, I think that's I think that's a common list that you you will see. That would be like the generic cookie cutter demon list using the new wrath of magnus book and magnus i i think i feel yeah. um obviously there are much better demon players that are probably laughing at me as they listen to this podcast right now because they've already come up with amazing lists yeah I'm um sure. that that zinch told them like in their sleep the night <laughs> of the release <laughs> yeah i mean i think you're gonna it's gonna be a common occurrence you're gonna see magnus paired up with fate weaver yes. i think that's that's probably a pretty good combo yeah um <laughs> and then Rewinding a little bit back, I had another list uh, that was more Chaos Space Marine oriented, um, though I just I didn't I didn't want to go over two lists. But that list basically was an Astro Grimoire, mm-hmm. uh, Death Star list, and then I had an extra four hundred points that you could use to buy whatever unit you, you wanted, <laughs> and then that would be your Death Star. So oh, it'd be like right. a customizable Death Star, and then you had your Astro Grimoire guy g- yeah. give make them go twelve inches. And then they would fly around and do your thing. So you could give make anyone a Death Star. So you, Pretty, you know, good. plague zombies. Plague zombies are feeling kind of down. You just stick the Cyclopia Cabal in them. Maybe stick a uh, Chaos Lord in them to make or a uh, Herald of Corn to give them rerolls to attack ra- Rage or something. You know, the Locusts. Uh, so your plague zombies get to move twelve inches. Uh, although I think they're slow and purposeful. Possessed. That's you make a possessed Death you could Star. Make a possessed Star. Watch out. There you go. A, a Obliterator star? star. Obliterator star. <laughs> Mutilator star. star. There you go. Now we figured it out. 12 inches all of a sudden. Watch That's out. That's dangerous. <laughs> uh, so the Astro Grimoire, I think it's a really fun list. And um, it, it opens the door for a lot of uh, shenanigans in the, within the Chaos Space Marine Codex. And it makes models that normally only move six inches slightly better. Yeah. Which, no, is, which really I like. Good. It's cool. On to the List Lab. The list lab today, we have uh, Nolan's Tau list, and I picked it just for you, Frankie. Um, oh, thanks. This is a, a, one, of those, one of those Tau lists that you see at every top table. Weird. Uh, so it starts off with a commander, Tau commander with a drone controller, stim injectors, an iridium suit, plasma rifle, ion blaster, neural web system jammer, and a gun drone, mm-hmm. and ethereal, because you see those all the time. Uh, two strike teams. Okay. Uh, crew. You know yep. crew. A breacher team, which I actually don't know what a breacher team is Bre- you don't know what breachers are they're no, the man. they're the alternate to the um normal strike team so they they have uh better weapons when you get close to them oh yeah fascinating they're i don't know very interesting they're, they're interesting <laughs> uh, but they do have a guardian drone for four up in one oh. uh and then a ghost keel okay uh, two two-man crisis suit teams excellent some drones gun drones okay it doesn't actually say how many here gun drones huh yes Right. And Ivara battle suit. Oh, I'm sorry. The crisis suit team has gun drones. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think. And Ivara battle suit. A uh, drone net with four marker drones. Yep. And then a firebase support cadre. Okay. So uh, with two broadsides with rail rifles. The one that deep strikes, I believe. Right? No, no, that's the one that you. Uh, if you if you blinked a little too fast, I imagine when you played Brett, 
at uh, last year's Nova. That's right. That's, it's the one that the... replaced the, oh, what was it called back in the day? Anyways, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, but that's two broadsides with rail rifles, a riptide with a heavy burst cannon, and that's it. Um, they all have early warning overrides, smart missile systems, and the riptide has stim injectors. So, excellent. He would like some help with this tau list. Okay. You are the tau expert. Where are you going to begin? <laughs> well, let's see. First of all, you don't need the ethereal in there. Uh, unfortunately, the strike teams and the crew and the breachers, they're just not going to survive very long. Well, uh, my recommendation would be uh, maybe drop the crew. Uh, and take a uh, devilfish, and then you could take like a bigger unit of strikes or a bigger unit of breachers, and throw them inside the devilfish because devilfish are actually pretty resilient. Mm -hmm. And then when you unload, now you're in that short range if you're using the breachers, and they'll deal a lot of damage. Oh. So that would be my recommendation. Um, yeah, the uh, the ethereal is good if you're going to sit back and shoot, but unfortunately. Most armies aren't going to be scared of like the strike teams just shooting you from long range, and the breachers are not very great at long range. Um, they get really good as you get closer. So that's my recommendation. Would definitely take a double fish and throw the breaches in there. Um, the ghost keel, the ghost keel is really good. Um, the suits are okay. What kind of weapons does he have on them? Plasma rifles. Uh, one has dual flamers. Okay, dual and flamers. And fusion blasters. Fusion blasters. Yeah, there's plasma rifles and fusion blasters. All right. Uh, yeah, the the crisis suit teams are a lot of fun. Uh, you deep strike down, deal some damage. Um, they're great at uh, maelstrom objectives because you can deny your opponent objectives by jumping down into a safe. You deep strike down into like a safe position, and then you can either run. And then an assault move, or if you're within range, you could shoot and then assault move onto an objective, deny them points. I really like the Crisis Suit teams. Um, the Avara is super solid. Uh, they're really good. Um, for those Crisis Suit teams, though, I would definitely drop the gun drones. Don't need those guys. <laughs> gun drones, unfortunately, are just not that great. Uh, the drone net is extremely good. Definitely keep that in there. I think the the commander goes in the drone net as well. Yeah, he, he, I would jump the commander in there, give him drone controller. Uh, makes one of the units hit on two so that you're like basically guaranteed to get uh, three to four marker lights. Um, and then the fire base support cadre is excellent. Uh, broadsides are still even with pretty powerful. Rifles. I would probably go with the uh, high, yield missile, high yield missile pods. Rail rifles, unfortunately, are just not. It's just it's because they're only one shot. It's, they're one shot and um, yeah. BS4 even with marker lights. It's just not. Not Sad great, days. unfortunately. Riptide, extremely good, uh, especially paired up with those marker lights and all that other stuff. I think it's a solid list. Uh, like I said, I think really the only thing that I would change in this, like pretty heavily, would be throwing a devil or a, a, yeah, devil fish and throw the breachers in there. Mm. So I I agree. Obviously, Frankie has a lot more tau insight. Though, <laughs> if, if I were to uh, critique this list for you, Nolan, um, I would suggest you take everything out but the commander. <laughs> oh. And then you should probably consider adding adding some storm surge, okay. maybe one, uh, riptide wing, and maybe some Eldar. <laughs> some so Eldar. so, so uh, yeah. So basically, just just uh, run one of. I'm just, I'm just yeah. joking, Nolan. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but yeah, I, I actually would go the opposite way with the crew. I would actually take a lot of crew. Take more. And then um, if ethereal actually makes crew okay. Yeah, the ethereal uh, makes them all right. Right, right, because they I th either makes them fearless or gives gives them a leadership buff. Gives them a leadership buff and, uh, uh, and then the, stubborn, I believe. 
And then they also get to shoot uh, twice. I think it's seven. I haven't, Sorry. I haven't used or played against Theros. They also get to shoot twice, I believe. I don't think he buffs the crew with that. Oh, Sorry. Man. Yeah, Darn. I haven't I haven't used an Ethereum in a long time. So. Okay. Sorry. But 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 I would just I, I personally love crew. I think crew really good. I believe crew can outflank and infiltrate. Uh, can crew infiltrate? If they, they can, can infiltrate, infiltrate yes. So so then yeah, they have acute senses too. Um, mm-hmm. So I th- I feel like. I feel like crew are really strong if you're gonna go the crew route i don't i don't think you should go 15 crew i think you should go like 40 crew <laughs> just take a bunch of them just take a whole bunch put of put all them. your money in um, there outflank them i remember my first time playing i had a thunderfire cannon and i thought it was the shit it would kill all the gaunts and all the players who didn't know anything or who didn't know to space out their units yeah um and my thunderfire cannon was the shit and then one day my buddy played 20 sniper rifle crew <laughs> and outflanked them and he spread them out, not even like two inches, but just one inch apart. Yeah. So when I shot at them, I kind of scattered off and killed like a few. And then they rapid fired and, and destroyed <laughs> my poor Thunderfire cannon. You're like, no. And I thought they were the most broken thing in the game. That's awesome. <laughs> so It's like that tournament back in the day where the guy had like a million crew. And he got the perfect matchup against demons, which demons back in the day had to deep strike. They uh-huh. had to start, their entire army started in deep strike. And then crude infiltrated. So the guy infiltrated across the table, said he couldn't deep strike in. Oh, and that was it. That's, <laughs> like, oh. that's hilarious. Oh, what about that guy also um, with the crew who covered the line and yep. the white scars player, yep. bike player drove on and like lost most of they, his army? Yep. They all died, yep. Uh, yeah, I did the I did the same thing, but not with crude. I infiltrated uh, Terminators. No, I don't care <laughs> 30 Terminators so, of Shrek. <laughs> so I would definitely like to see more crude. If anyone from Games Workshop is listening, yeah, um, I love Crute, and I think they're a funny, flavorful model. Yeah, um, I totally but, agree. But uh, basically, I would I would go with more Crute. Um, I might be a little biased. I know Crute are generally <laughs> you weaker, just love Crute. But my Thunderfire Cannon, I ever I will always distinctly remember that moment when I realized Crute OP. Crute OP. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And then my unit of Thunderfire can or unit of Terminators scattered somewhere in Deep Strike mishapped and Aww, died. This and is the Terminators were bad. <laughs> I think everyone Fun remembers times. the day they realized Terminators just weren't that. Yeah, good. it's one day it just clicks because you're like, oh man, these guys are awesome. I love them. They're beautiful models. And then one day, just something happens. You're like, oh, like, you, know you take them out, and because when you realize you can take, you like, just put three them on the shelf squads. and you like cry a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's the episode. Um, I'm I'm sorry I didn't go into the split rule a little. Uh, I definitely will go into it when it's finalized and when we have uh, an idea of where what its place in the meta is going to be. Um, but for now, I, I'm going to avoid that subject. That and I think it would be. I think it actually deserves its own show. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, just just because it goes into a lot more than just the rule itself. It goes into creating new models and what you can do with them. It goes into uh, movement manipulation and controlling, and then creating new units. It's just there's a lot. There's a lot in that rule. Um, so I'm gonna hold off on that topic. So sorry about that, guys. Other than that, thanks for listening, Frankie. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. If you would like to submit your list for the list lab, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get to more listener lists, mm-hmm. um, just because I, I feel like that's what the list lab should be all about, you yep. guys. So if you want to submit your list, send it over to Frontline Gaming Pop at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good one. Bye.